Curry with the shot, Ben cooking with the sauce, Chef Curry with the pot, boy. Live from the 301, live from the pot. I want to welcome my audience to episode number 78 of Curry in the Pot. I'm back again. I'm back with another episode, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you guys enjoyed last week's very special episode with DC United's own and my former Damatha brother, Chris Adoya Chim. If you missed that episode, make sure you go check it out. Uh, my guy recently just beat Stage 2 Hodgkin's lymphoma, and we had a great combo. And he even stuck around after the, after the interview, and uh, we discussed some NBA and a little bit of NFL. But I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. If you haven't, make sure you go check it out. Really humble guy. Really great dude, man. Really enjoyed that episode. It was great dialogue. But I got a very special episode for you guys today. Episode number 78. It's kind of an odd episode to be special. But 77, 78, they're going to be special. So on the line via Skype, I got I got my OG in the booth. I got my dad, Mr. Mike Curry. Uh, I would say Mike Curry Sr., but... We got different middle names, so we're going to just roll with it. Mike Curry, senior, but Dad, welcome to the show. Welcome back. Hey, how y'all doing? I'm glad to be back, Sean. All right, so we got him back. Uh, he was here on episode number 50, which was a milestone episode. But this time I got him back for a very special mailbag episode. And uh, I want to thank everybody that sent all the questions in. We got a ton of questions. Uh, normally... You guys sent a lot of a lot of the same questions. It was a bit of the same, but we got y'all. We got y'all, Dad. We're gonna hop right into it. So the first first topic is a lot of Lakers questions. So we're just gonna discuss the Lakers, LeBron James, all that good stuff. And uh yeah, let's talk about these Lakers. So last night we know the Los Angeles Lakers lost to the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, it was a tough loss as the Lakers are trying to climb into the playoffs. And uh, it was a, a loss they couldn't afford to take. But I got a ton of Lakers questions, like I just said. So, first question reads, how likely is it that the Lakers missed the playoffs? Dad, what's your take? I, I, I think they I think they are on the verge of missing the playoffs. They, they two, I think they're two games behind or three and a half games behind the eighth spot. And I, I, don't, I don't think they're going to make it. I think they just... LeBron don't have enough. He got too many young players playing with him. And they they not on the same uh page with LeBron. So I, I okay. think they I think they missed the playoffs. Yeah, they do have a very tough schedule ahead. As I just said, they lost to a Pelicans team without Anthony Davis, but we know Anthony Davis hasn't been receiving a lot of playing time lately since the trade rumors. Uh upcoming, they do have the Grizzlies, they have the Pelicans again. Uh, March, they have uh, quite a few tough games. They have the Bucks, they have uh, Phoenix Suns, easy game, Clippers, Nuggets, Celtics, Raptors are on the schedule. They got some good teams. Bucks twice, actually. Kings, who are ahead of them, the Jazz. Got a lot of tough games. They got Golden State, I believe, a couple of times, OKC. So, very tough schedule ahead. Next question reads What do you see happening with the Lakers if they do not make the postseason? Uh, I guess, I guess, uh, maybe make a trade over the summer. You could possibly see Luke Walton getting fired. I don't know if he deserves to be fired, but I don't know, man. I, I guess I could see a trade happening. Obviously, 
They're going to try to pursue somebody this summer. I don't know who they're going to get. There's a lot of if, ands, maybes, or buts. But I really don't know. If they miss the playoffs, they're obviously going to have a lottery pick. It's tough to say. Dad, what you think? I think if they don't make the playoffs, uh, Luke Vaughn going to get fired. That's, that's my opinion. Yeah, I got a lot of questions about Luke Walton to uh, answer. Uh, next question reads... Actually, I'm going to read this Luke Walton question. So, assuming this is Luke Walton's final year as head coach, who should be the target? Uh, Dad, I was looking at this earlier, and I'm like, it's not a lot of hot candidates out. I mean, maybe Phil Jackson. Can they persuade him to come coach? I don't know. Mark Jackson's another guy who I think should get a head coaching opportunity. A name that has been linked to the Los Angeles Lakers recently is Jason Kidd. But my answer to Jason Kidd becoming the next head coach is, what has Jason Kidd really done as head coach? He got fired by the Brooklyn Nets. He got fired by the Milwaukee Bucks. Mike Budenholzer currently pretty much has the same roster that Jason Kidd once had with the Bucks, and the Bucks have the best record in the league. So my my answer to the Jason Kidd rumors is, what has Jason Kidd done on the coaching level? I obviously acknowledge he's a great player. He was a great player, one of the best point guards we've seen. But what has Jason Kidd done? And then I will say, do you look to the college ranks to find a head coach? I'm just not sure. Dad, who do you think would be the next Lakers coach? I'm really not sure. I think they should try to get Phil Jackson to coach him. I'm hearing Tom. I heard Ty Lue, but Oh, I, yeah, Ty Lue, maybe. But I, I don't know. Yeah, it's a tough question. Uh, I got another question about free agency. It's a DeMarcus Cousins question. It says, Boogie to L.A. in free agency is a big possibility that no one is talking about. I think that DeMarcus Cousins is going to be a wild card this summer because we know he probably wants to get paid. And he's he's been getting his legs back, still not 100%, still not 100% in game shape. But, yeah, he is a wild card. I could see him ending up with the Lakers because – All the guys they do have are on one-year deals. They have JaVale McGee still there. Tyson Chandler is on a one-year deal as well. Uh, They traded Evita Zubat. They drafted Mo Wagner, who has not shown a lot of promise. So, obviously, they probably will be in the market for a big man. Will it be DeMarcus Cousins? I'm not sure. Dad, what do you have to say to that? Bogey is a a, a possibility. He's a free agent, so... LeBron need he need veteran players to play with him because he he got he got like a two or three year window. If we don't get it done then, they not gonna win. Had that rhyme too, by the way. All right, next question reads: The Lakers were six and eleven without LeBron and are dangerously close to missing the playoffs. Do you still think this move to LA was a good idea? And why do you think the rest of the team isn't really cohesive? Without him, aside from being young, Dad, I'm gonna start with you on this question. So the yeah. first question is: Do you still think it was? Do you still think his move to LA was a good idea? Yeah, it was a good idea for him and his family. Yeah, it was a good idea. Get out of Cleveland. Well, they you know he, <laughs> he he had retirement age, so he want to be somewhere where 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 he like being. Okay, and then the next part of the question reads, why do you think the rest of the team isn't really cohesive without him, 
aside from being young. So why do you think they weren't good in their in their six and eleven stretch without LeBron? Basically, why do you think they weren't cohesive? Besides, aside them being young, I don't think they're like they don't play defense really well. They're not good at the defensive end. Good point. So that's why they struggle. I'm just not sure if Luke Walton is, is the um, right coach. I'm not sure. All right. So uh, my answer to this question is, well, to the first part is, do you still think it was a good move? Yeah, I think it was a good move. It depends on how you're looking at it, though. Uh, as far as lifestyle and family. Yeah. Great move. As far as business aspects. Yes. Great move. As far as on the court. I don't know if LeBron knew this is what he was signing up for. But I mean, this is what you sign up for when you go to L.A., marquee franchise, the purple and gold, the high expectations of winning all the great players that have won it's a lot of big expectations and a big big shoes to fill i think it was a good move and of course uh you know if they land somebody in the summer they make the trade for anthony davis it won't be a bad move at all and then to answer the second part is why do you think the rest of the team isn't really cohesive without him well you got to look at that 6 and 11 stretch and lonzo ball missed a lot of games and i'm really high on lonzo ball my dad, on the other hand, is not. But Lonzo Ball is a really important player for the team. He does a lot of things that do not show up on the box score. And my dad just mentioned defense. The Lakers had an excellent defense when Lonzo Ball was playing. So that's my question. No, that's my answer to the question. And then we got the next question. reads, what free agent should the Lakers go after this offseason? Uh, dad, what you got to say? I still think they should go after Quad Leonard. And see if they can get him to LA. I, I'm not sure if he's gonna stay in Toronto. Mm-hmm. He's he a LA kid, so I would try to go after him. Okay, so uh, my answer is, I say Clay Thompson. I still think Golden State's gonna give him the max, but Clay Thompson would be a perfect fit alongside LeBron James simply because he doesn't need the ball. We've seen the guy score 60 points dribbling the ball 11 times he doesn't need the ball he can also defend he's one of the best two-way players in the leagues probably top five paul george Kawhi leonard they're up there jimmy butler's a good two-way player uh, i think clay thompson is the best fit but obviously Kawhi leonard wouldn't be a bad a bad fit aside lebron james either and then of course you know anthony davis they might make a trade but to answer the free agent question i say clay thompson so now we got a bunch of trade and free agency questions and a guy just talked about where will Anthony Davis be come opening night next season? Dad, what's your answer? I still think he's going to L.A. I, I think that they're going to pull that trade on. Just a matter of time. That's all. I don't know who the Lakers going to give up. They're going to give up two, two of them young players and some draft picks. But he's going to be in L.A. All right, for sure. The next question reads, what is the best fit for Anthony Davis? Obviously, I think the Lakers would be an excellent fit, but I would say the Celtics would be the best fit. The question reads, what is the best fit? I don't know if he's going to end up on Boston. It's a lot of variables in this situation, a lot of if, ands, or buts. I still think he'll eventually end up on the Lakers. It's just a matter of time when it will happen. But best fit, I would say Boston. Dad, what about you? Best fit? Still, I still think it's L.A. Because Boston, they have to, they have to move their center to to to, to fit AD in. So I, I still think it's LA. Okay, all right. Next question reads: Will Kawhi Leonard stay in Toronto? 
Um, honestly, I can't call it. Uh, obviously, it depends on probably success in the playoffs, definitely. But I hear, you know, regardless of the success in the playoffs, he still wants to go west. So I think I would say no. If I had to answer that question, I would say no. Even if he because Kawhi Leonard, you got to think about it. He's not he already won a championship when he was, you know, in the league early. He already won a championship with the Spurs back in 2014. So five years ago, he won a ring. So these guys that have won a ring, they're not really concerned about winning multiple rings. I mean, yes, winning is a priority, but it's not really the main priority. The main priority is lifestyle. And he's from L.A., recently purchased a new home in San Diego. I still think he heads to one of the L.A. teams, whether it's the Clippers or the Lakers. That remains to be seen. Dad, what you think? No, I, I definitely don't think he's staying in Toronto. Don't nobody stay there. So I, 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 I <laughs> Vince Carter, LA. Tracy McGrady, they don't stay. Right. Chris Boss. He's an L.A. kid. He, I think he's a good chance LeBron can convince him to come to L.A. Yeah, hopefully he uh, tried to persuade him to come during All-Star Weekend. Next question. Uh, Got to talk about some Golden State guys. Can the Warriors do without Draymond? Dad, What's your answer? Of course they can. <laughs> of course they can do without him. <laughs> He's not playing. He's not playing on the same level he was in the past. I think yeah, he's definitely regressed. Anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's, def- he's definitely regressed. I definitely think the Warriors could do without Draymond. And, yeah, they can find some, some players to fill the same type of role he filled. Uh, yeah, that's that's our answer. Next question is, will KD stay in Golden State? Dad, I'm putting this one on you first. I think if they if they three-peat, he's going to stay. But if, if they don't, it's a possibility he can leave. So, but uh, it, only if they three-peat. Okay, yeah. And Golden State. I think, I think the same. Uh, I, I pretty much, I think they're going to three-peat. And then, you know, if they three-peat, he'll stay. I think he'll stay for another year because you can't forget the Warriors move into a brand new arena next season, next season in San Francisco. And he would be, you know, the first main guy since uh, Bill Russell to win four straight rings and the first to do it in the modern era. Pretty sure he would like to do that and then make his move. But I'm not really sure. Kevin Durant is a guy that, that has surprised us in the past. So I, I don't really know. But I, I have a feeling he stays at least for another year. And then the next question reads, it's like a sub question. Can a three-peat save KD from going to New York? I think so. Dad, what about you? Oh, yes, without a doubt. Because you can't leave after you three-peat. How can you leave your team and go someplace else that hasn't won in years? Since the seventies. I definitely think he's going to stay if they three-peat. All right. Next question is well that's kind of we kind of just answered that so uh next question is i'm gonna gonna ask this one all right so this is more of a hypothetical what if question it is would Kyrie, katie and zion make new york the best team in the east so i know a lot of people like to you know wonder and daydream but there's a lot of variables you have to put into this you still got milwaukee the best team in the Eastern Conference. Philly's going to be back. They're going to be really good. Boston is always going to be good. So 
yes, KD and Kyrie would be a good duo along with Zion Williamson, but I would have to see who would be the other guys on the roster to say would that threesome be the best team in the Eastern Conference when that team hasn't even made the playoffs in I don't know how many years. Yes, they would obviously be relevant and be good again, but would they be the best team in the East when they have to jail? I would say no to answer that question. Dad, what about you? But those three, I think they will be the best team in the East. The best? Like, the best? I'm, I mean, maybe on paper, but what I'm saying, like, I guess maybe this question is more so geared towards record. You have to look. I mean, it takes teams some time to jail. Kyrie Irving is a guy who gets hurt a lot, nagging injuries. And, you know, obviously we'll have to see who would be, you know, surrounding and who would be the, you know, the other supporting cast members of that team. So I don't know. That would be a good a good big three for sure. Yeah, definitely. I totally agree. Not sure if it's gonna happen. But Go ahead. I don't know what you say. I don't know if it's the, the best because Milwaukee is playing at a high level. So And you still got to, Philadelphia? They to, yeah, they they have to take some time to jail. You're right. I know. <laughs> it's like nah. Uh next question. Is Kyrie Irving stay in Boston? Dad, I'm going to start with you. Mm. He should, because Boston, Boston has a lot of young talent. But I, I don't know what Kyrie's going to do. You never know what, he, what he's thinking. He's a New York kid, so he maybe want to go back home. Yeah, Kyrie is, um, he's also a wild card. We don't know what he's going to do. He says, you know, him and Kevin Durant are good friends. Him and Anthony Davis are also good friends. You know, he said he apologized to LeBron and reports are he would be open to teaming up with him again. We do not know what Kyrie Irving is going to do. He's a wild card. And that's also going to be contingent on the success of the Boston Celtics in the postseason. If you were to ask me, I think those Boston players, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Terry Rozier would love for Kyrie to be out of there. But uh, yeah, that's my que- that's my answer to that question. Should he stay? I mean, if he wants to compete, but I mean, you know, if you team up with another guy, you can compete anywhere else. Next question reads: Should the Wizards move on from John Wall? Should they? Yes, but they can't, and nobody wants that contract. John Wall is gonna return maybe two years from now. A year and a half from now from a gruesome Achilles injury after he was already hurt. He had two surgeries. Should they move on from him? Yes, but it's going to be nearly impossible to do that because that Supermax contract extension has not kicked in. So it's going to be impossible. I'm glad they moved on from Otto Porter, but to get rid of John Wall's contract, uh, you're going to have to be giving up draft picks uh, till the time I have kids. (laughs) Dad, what you think? Um, well, they can't move on. They can't move on from John Wall because of his contract, like you just said. Should they? I, I guess you can make a case because he's he's damaged goods now. And I hate to say that because I'm a John Wall fan, but the Wizards are stuck with him. Yeah. So they need to complete the right pieces around him, and hopefully, hopefully he can he can come back at 80% of what he once was and, and try to get the right pieces around before they can win. Uh-huh. And another thing, I think you would agree with this. 
when John Wall does come back, I think he should take a step back and and, and let Bradley Beal take the lead, sort of like how Russell Westbrook is letting Paul George take the lead. I think when John Wall comes back, he should let Bradley Beal take the lead. Can you agree with that? Yes. I'm quite sure he's he going to have to step back because he can't – he's not going to be the same player when he comes back. He can't take all that – this game is going to have to change. He can't rely on speed and quickness, and he can't – not going to be able to handle the ball as much. So he should be kind of glad to, to, to put some of that on Bill when he comes back. Mm-hmm. Great, great, great answer. Great answer. So – I got some more questions, uh, some more NBA questions. The next question is NBA awards. So, you know, we can kind of bounce these off of each other. So obviously the awards are going to be MVP, coach of the year, six man of the year, defensive player of the year. I said most improved, right? Yeah, all those are most improved. So all that good stuff. All right. So MVP, I guess this question is. If the season were to end the day, who would my MVP be? But I would say James Harden is still my MVP. Uh, what he's doing is absolutely remarkable. He's doing something we have not seen since Wilt Chamberlain. And guys, we didn't see Wilt Chamberlain. I did not. And Wilt Chamberlain's games were not even on TV. So you only saw Wilt Chamberlain if you heard it on the radio or saw him play in person. So even then... We didn't see Will Chamberlain do this. James Harden is playing remarkable. Houston was playing horrible uh, early on in the season. They were like nine games under 500. They got it together. Chris Paul missed an extended amount of time. Clint Capella missed an extended amount of time. They are both back. James Harden is doing outstanding numbers. Paul George is still second for me, but my MVP would be James Harden. Dad, what about you? My MVP oh, is... I'm gonna say Paul George because Harden he 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 he, he playing out spectacular ball, but they their team is <laughs> the fifth seed I believe right now. Mm-hmm. But he's he's playing it. It's a, you can say Harden because he's doing some spectacular things far scoring the ball, but Paul George is playing better in my opinion, all around better. And you can also make a case for Giannis Antetokounmpo, the Greek freak. Uh, Milwaukee has the best record in the entire league. You could definitely make a case for him as well. Uh, yeah, a coach of, they, oh, go ahead. They had, a, they had the best record in the league, the Bucks. Yeah, you're right. You can make a strong case for him. Yeah, he's playing outstanding. The kid is only 24 years old. I think the NBA is going to be his in a few years when LeBron is gone. KD's obviously going to be in his 30s. Uh, the, the league is definitely in good hands. Giannis is only 24. Like I said, same age as me. Guy's a beast. This guy's a monster, an animal. But, uh, yeah, that's that's MVP. That's our take. Uh, next award would be Coach of the Year, and I'm staying with Milwaukee. I would say Mike Budenholzer would be my Coach of the Year. Uh, Mike Budenholzer is a really good coach. Uh, teams play really well wherever he goes. You remember a few years ago when the Hawks won 60-plus games, Budenholzer was the coach. He also comes from that Greg Popovich coaching tree along with Brett Brown. So Popovich got some good offspring, but I would say my coach of the year would be Mike Budenholzer. Dad, what about you? Mike Budenholzer, without a doubt. The Bucks had the best record in the NBA. Case closed. Who Case closed. Who would have thought the Bucks would have the best record in the NBA? 
Yeah, I didn't see that coming. I knew the Bucks would be good, but I had them at like, you know, the three or the fourth seed. Definitely not the best record in the entire NBA. You know, Toronto used to do that for some years. They used to have the best record in the East. But yeah, uh, Mike Budenholzer's got these guys playing really good basketball. Uh, next award, where do I want to go? I want to go six man, I guess. Uh, six man is tough. Uh, you can always make a case for guys like Lou Williams. Uh, but Derrick Rose has definitely been remarkable. I like what he's been able to do on the bench, off the bench. I'm sorry. Dennis Schroeder has been an excellent six man as well. I would probably say Derrick Rose, though. Dad, what about you? I won't say. Dennis Schroeder, he's, he's playing great off the bench for OKC. I, I, I would take him. Yeah, and that was also a really underrated move. The the OKC Thunder pretty much flipped Carmelo Anthony's contract and got Dennis Schroeder, which was you know really underrated and under the radar move. I do like Dennis Schroeder, but I w- it's probably gonna be one of them. Uh, so next award we got most improved player and. You can make a case for a few guys. I'm going to say I'm probably a homer for saying this, but I'm ah, it's tough. It's tough. Some guys have been playing really good basketball. Most improved. I say Zach Levine, maybe uh, uh, D'Angelo Russell is also a good most improved candidate. Uh, also, Buddy Hield. I think. Ah, it's going to be it's going to be one of those guys I just named. I'm going to say Buddy Hield or D'Angelo Russell based off how their teams are playing. So I'm going to say coin flip between Buddy Hield and D'Angelo Russell. I'll go with D'Angelo Russell. He, he, he made the All-Star team this year, so I have to go with him. Okay, good pick, good pick. Uh defensive player of the year. I'm going to say I'm going to say Paul George. I'm going to say Paul George. He's uh he's remarkable in the defensive end. Really good at getting steals. I think he leads the NBA in steals. Uh, he is currently the best two-way player in the league as of right now. I would say this season he's been the best two-way player. Gets it done on both ends. I would say Paul George. Dad, what about you? I go with Paul George. Having the right. MVP season. Yeah, he, yeah, listen, I said this on the last episode. I've been a Paul George guy ever since I opened up the Slam magazine in my sophomore year of high school. I've been on the wave, and who would have thought that he would be having his best year this year? And you know, when guys get the big contract, they, they're, they're placed. You know, it stays about the same or it goes down a little bit and declines a little bit. But he is playing his best basketball of his career. We all know about the gruesome leg injury, but he's playing phenomenal basketball. Had another 40-point game the other night. And, yeah, he's just been spectacular. So, I I love Paul George. I'm really happy for this guy. So, moving right along, we got some more NBA questions, Dad. Uh... Question reads, who do you think will come out on top of the East in the playoffs? I still say Boston. I still think Boston will be tough to beat in a seven-game series. Uh, Philadelphia is going to be a tough out in the playoffs. 
uh, Milwaukee, I don't know if they're for real. I hope they're not just all regular season because they did lose to the shorthanded Boston Celtics last year in the postseason. I'm going to say I still think Boston is the favorite to come out in the East. Dad, what about you? It's a, it's a toss-up between three three or four teams in the East. Yep. Milwaukee, Philly, Boston. And um, Milwaukee, Philly, Boston. And Toronto. Toronto. But I, 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 I kind of leaning towards Milwaukee because they're going to have that home court advantage. And they play mm-hmm. well at home. Yeah, that, that definitely matters. So I, I'm leaning towards Milwaukee right now. Okay. Okay. Good answer. I like it. And then in the next question, it's a sub part of this question. Who would you like to see in the Eastern Conference Finals? Uh, if I could see it, uh, Milwaukee in, in Boston or um, Philly in Boston, that would be a good matchup in the Conference Finals. But, uh, yeah, one of those two matchups I'll be perfectly fine with seeing. Dad, what about you? Milwaukee and Boston. I, I don't know what. I don't, or Philly and Boston. Because they had history. Mm-hmm. So either one. All right. Uh, next question reads: If the playoffs started today, who would be in the finals, and who would beat the Warriors? Dad, I'm gonna go with you. If the playoffs started today, who would be in the finals? Golden State and Milwaukee, and nobody's beating the Warriors. I was going to say the same thing. Uh, first of all, no one's beating the Golden State Warriors. The team is unstoppable. Yes, they lost last night to the Rockets, but who who cares? It's February basketball. It doesn't really matter to them. When you repeat in the NBA and February is on, is on the calendar month, you're just trying to get to the you're just trying to get to April. You're trying to get to April, May, and June. And that's exactly what they're doing. They're going to get there. They'll probably be the second seed out west. Uh, nobody's beating them, but yeah, finals. If they would have started today, Milwaukee, Golden State, or Golden State, Boston, something like that. Next question, we kind of just answered it. It was an MVP question, so uh, I'm gonna skip that one. Next question, I hate to say hell no to this question, but I will. Would the Kings be a title contender if they sign a star free agent? Hell no. Um, the Lakers just signed a star free agent. Are they a title contender? Hell no. Uh, so the Kings, if they sign, they would have to sign at least two star free agents. Even if the Kings were to sign Kevin Durant, they would not be a title contender. Yes, they have a nice group of young talent. De'Aaron Fox, Buddy Hill, Akali Stein is still out there balling. They have a nice group of young talent. They're playing really good basketball, but they wouldn't be a title contender unless they landed like at least two free agents. That... I'm pretty sure you're going to agree with me, but what you got to say? I agree with that. No, the king. Like you said, hell no. <laughs> no, if they signed a star for it, no, they no, they wouldn't be a title contender. They, they, they far away than one free agent. Yeah, they would need at least two. At least two. All right. Next question reads, which worst NBA teams deserve the lottery picks from one to three? Uh, I would say the Knicks deserve the number one overall pick. They've been bad for so long. They lucked up with Porzingis, but they shipped him out of town. And they haven't got the number one pick. I think they deserve the number one pick. Uh, number two, uh, 
I don't really know. I don't like giving pity awards. I guess Memphis. I don't know. And I guess Phoenix. I would say the Knicks definitely deserve the number one pick, though. Uh, Cleveland probably deserves it. But I would say the Knicks deserve the number one pick, though. That's all I can really say about that question. Dad, uh, what about you? Kind of a weird question. But. The Knicks. I'd say the Knicks deserve it. And, and Clay and Seth LeBron's out there. They need to come back up some kind of way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, next question uh, uh, I, I don't even have an answer to this question But uh, who do you have winning the 2019 National Championship in NCAA Basketball? I don't know I would say Duke I'm kind of biased, obviously uh, You know, with the whole Zion thing going on He's going to come back, apparently But uh, who do I think Who do I have winning? Uh, it's, it's pretty much wide open uh, we don't have, you know, the stacked teams like how Kentucky was stacked that one year. Uh, the year when Duke won it, they were stacked. But the NCAA tournament always poses and shows a ton of surprises. So I can't really say who's going to win. I, I I want Duke to win, obviously, because I'm a Duke fan. And, you know, the three freshmen they have are spectacular, in particular R.J. Barrett and Zion Williamson. But uh, who do I think is going to win? I don't know, but I want Duke to win. So, Dad, what about you? I don't have a clue who's going to win it because, it's, it's like you said, it's, it's wide open. Then when the tournament starts, anybody can get beat on any given bracket. day. You just don't know who's going to win. Yep, anybody can get beat on any given day. We saw that when UMBC upset Virginia last year. Uh, we saw Nevada make a deep run. Uh, who was in, it? Was Michigan and Villanova? Uh, Villanova's a good tournament team. You know, you got to look out for good tournament teams as well. But I, I don't know. It's wide open. So yeah, me and my dad, you know, pretty much agree. You know, it's it's wide open. We have no clue. Uh, next question. Good question. How do you think the NBA possibly lowering the age for entering the draft to age eighteen will affect the drafts after twenty twenty two? Uh, this is a good question. I mean, you might see players uh, taking, uh, I don't know, 18. I guess I guess players are going to start coming out after high school. Or you're going to see a lot of players going straight overseas and then coming to the league. Because 18 is really young. But how does it affect after 2022? Yeah, I think that's what I think that's what you will see happen. That uh, you got any uh, thoughts on this question? Not really. It just... <laughs> gonna get to the league faster that's all <laughs> yeah that's true all right uh some kind of way to get there faster <laughs> pretty much all right next question is it's a long question too i know you see this one it is what is your take on the zion williamson debate should more players try to kind of work the system that the ncaa has since they're kind of putting their futures on the line considering freak injuries like zion had which could change the course of their career. Meanwhile, the NCAA is still profiting off their names and they still remain broke. What do you think it will take for these for the NCAA to pay these kids? Uh, you know what happened to Zion is unfortunate. I don't think he should be hooping in Paul George's. That's just me with a heavy guy like that. He should be hooping in like LeBron's or something. But that's neither here or there. Uh I really don't know if the NCAA is ever going to pay these kids. I don't know what it's going to take. Maybe we'll have to see a bunch of star players getting hurt for them to even consider it. I just don't know. I mean, you still got players 
people are going to get paid improperly, you know, whether you like it or not, it's going to happen. Uh, so I don't know what it's going to take for them t- to legally get paid. I guess a bunch of star players getting hurt. I guess I don't really know Dad, What about you? Um, I don't know. Uh, these, some of these, these, these programs, some of these, these kids get stipend. So uh-huh. I, I just don't, I don't know. I, I just don't know. It was just a freak injury. That's all it was. And I just don't know. I have no yeah. Idea yeah, I don't have a clue either. Uh, next question. Oh, we got some NFL stuff. Uh, we got some NFL stuff. Uh, yeah. So that's all for the basketball. Thanks for all you guys to ask all these, you know, NBA and NCAA questions. A lot of great questions. Uh, NFL stuff. We got a. Uh, will Colin Kaepernick ever play again? Um, I'm still gonna say no. And he just got that, you know, that big settlement money from the uh, NFL for the collusion case. I think I already got between like 60 and 80 mil. So is he really going to play again? I mean, I feel like it's if he wants to play. But uh, I don't I, I would say no. Dad, what about you? No, he, he's not going to play again. He's, he's, he's just like you say, he won that settlement. The rumors is 80 million. He. I don't think he have an interest to play football again. He never yeah, I don't came think out publicly and said he, gonna, he wanted to play. Right. Until he says something or his agent or, or somebody from his camp. All I heard was his lawyer talking. But until him or someone from his camp says anything, I don't think he really wants to play. Um, you know, obviously, it's unfortunate he got blackballed. But he got paid for getting blackballed, guys. So. I don't want to tell you guys to let it go, but you guys kind of kind of let this one go a little bit. Um, next question is: What is the best place for Antonio Brown? What and what does the Steelers' future look like, Dad? What do you think is the best place for Antonio Brown? Well, San Francisco 49ers. Or it's there's three teams that have money. The coach will be a, a good fit, but I don't think Pittsburgh would keep trading him to an AFC team. Yeah, they say they prefer to trade him to the NFC. Look like he's going to the 49ers then. And, uh, yeah, I would say the same. Uh, the best place? Best place is the Colts. I don't think he'll wind up there. But I would say that's the best place, the Colts or, or New England. That's the best place. But Or the Chiefs. But I don't think Pittsburgh is going to trade him to the AFC. Unless the asking price is like overwhelming, which I don't think. Well, unless they get overwhelmed with an offer, I'm sorry, which I don't think is gonna happen. Uh, I think the Chiefs is the best place for him. You got Patrick Mahomes still in his rookie deal, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. Uh, you know they've been plugging in running backs and making things work, but I don't think it's gonna happen. But that's the best place for him besides Indianapolis and New England. I think he's going to end up with in San Francisco with Kyle Shanahan and Jimmy Garoppolo and uh, George Kittle. And they're going to get Jarek McKinnon back as well. Antonio Brown could really be the focal point in that offense and probably get, uh, you know, like at least 15 targets a game. And uh, what does the Steelers future look like? I think the Steelers future is still pretty bright because in recent years they've been drafting well. James Conner, Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, TJ Watt, guys who they drafted in recent years. 
have been performing at a very high level. T.J. Watt had double-digit sacks last year. Juju Smith-Schuster had over 1,000 yards receiving, over 100 catches, made his first pro ball. I think he was a first-team all-pro, if I'm not mistaken. And James Conner had a remarkable season until he got hurt, you know, like around week 15. So I think their future is still pretty good. They're still going to have, like, Juju Smith-Schuster, as I just said. And they've been drafting wide receivers well for years. Juju, as I just mentioned, Antonio Brown, Mike Wallace, Emmanuel Sanders, you know, even go back to Heinz Ward. They, Martavis Bryant, they do a good job at drafting receivers. Whoever in, in that scouting department looking at receivers, congratulations and hats off to you. I think the Steelers' future is still going to be good. They're still going to be an interesting team because it's Pittsburgh, because the organization is well run. I do think they kind of botched this situation by signing, uh, siding with Big Ben. And I think Mike Tomlin is to blame. But the Steelers are always going to be good and relevant. And they've been drafting well in recent memory, as I just mentioned. So that's my take on the Steelers' future. Dad, what about you? The Steelers, uh, no matter who they lose, they always going to be relevant. Because, they, like you said, they draft well. They're going to always have a good team. And as for, oh, go ahead. They get players that just fall in place, fall in place. Mm -hmm. Whatever they lose, they got somebody to fall right in place. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, I mean, as for the immediate future, it's going to be tough because their division, they have two good teams. The Ravens and the Browns are on the come up. I do have the Cleveland Browns making the playoffs very, very early prediction. I do have them. But uh, as for the near future, uh, it's going to be tough. Division is going to be tough. It's going to be close. Like I just said, Ravens and Browns, two teams on the rise. Ravens just made the playoffs. and uh, But the Steelers are definitely going to be relevant, always going to be good in the mix. So, yeah, there's no reason to panic and worry about the Pittsburgh Steelers. Should be worried about the Redskins, though. I don't know what's going to happen with them. And uh, last question is, can Patrick Mahomes repeat what he did this past season? Yes, he can. He's the best quarterback of all time. I'm just kidding. Uh, he will be uh, from a talent from a talent perspective, and uh, you know what he's able, how he's able to throw the football. He he's really good. He's he's up there. I think he can repeat what he did, but there's definitely gonna be film on this guy. And uh, I would say next year could be it's sort of a sophomore slump because he didn't really play in his rookie year besides that one game at the end of the season where they let Alex Smith rest. But there's definitely going to be film on him. Can he repeat that success? Yes, he can because Andy Reid is a mastermind, a genius play caller. Offensive coordinator is really well. His name escapes me from this moment. Uh, what is his name? I can't remember his name. Dad, you probably you know who I'm talking about. They're black OC. He's really he's a good offensive mind. But uh, the Chiefs, uh, he's going to be good. But uh, film will definitely be on on this man. But uh, and their schedule is going to be tough too since they just uh, finished first. But uh, Dad, what do you think? Oh, um, I think he, I think he can repeat it, but it's gonna be hard because he had a great year. That that year was spectacular that he had, but it's gonna be hard to repeat that. But if he do three quarters of that, he had an MVP year, and they have film on him now. So I don't. It's going to be hard to repeat, but he's a he's an outstanding quarterback, super talent. Oh, yeah. Eric Bietamine was the uh, offensive coordinator. His name escaped me from that uh, name escaped me real quick. But uh, 
that's really all all we got for you guys i want to thank everybody for listening i want to thank everybody for submitting questions uh if you missed out you missed out uh i probably won't do a mailbag until uh maybe playoff time in the nba probably april so yeah that's my last mailbag for a while i definitely will be back more with some more content we have the draft combine coming up March is going to be here real soon. March is coming up this week on Friday, March 1st. And then we're going to have NFL free agency. We're going to have the NFL draft, of course, NBA playoffs. So a lot of stuff coming up, you know, it's going to come up really fast. But I want to thank you guys for listening. And Dad, I want to thank you for coming on and joining me on this very special mailbag episode. Thanks a lot for coming on. Thanks for having me, son. Anytime. All right, guys, uh, I want to thank everybody for listening. If you made it this far to the end of the episode, I really appreciate you guys. If you missed last week's episode with DC United's on Chris Adoya Chen, make sure you check that one out. Uh, this is Mike Curry signing out. Episode number 78 is done. Peace. <laughs>